0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of a Work in Progress podcast. It's your host, Ardella. What's happening? First and foremost, I just want to thank everyone for coming back with me for another episode on a really great topic. I am completely ecstatic to be going into this topic with you guys today because it is currently going on in the world right now. And I know everybody's up in um, raw emotions still. But um, with it being well into a week now, I think it's finally time for us to sit down and really analyze the situation and really have some open dialogue about it. I myself originally recorded this episode maybe on day two, and I was not entirely impressed with just my way of articulating because emotions were still very fresh. I am an empath, and so... I can uh, feel and take on a lot of emotions of my surroundings. And while that um, tends to, some people view it as a blessing, some other people also view it as a curse. Um, I kind of get the best of both worlds. With that being said, it uh, does tend to take me a little bit longer to um, mentally organize my thoughts and emotions, especially when it's something that may hit so close to home. Um, so, so, to semi-jump right into it, um, we're going to be talking about the social injustice, police brutality. As you guys well know, um, Ger- George Floyd was murdered by uh, Minneapolis police. Um, a Well over eight minutes, a police officer had his knee on the back of this man's neck. Um First and foremost, no crime would warrant uh, murder because in this country, how it is or is supposed to be rather is you are innocent until you are proven guilty by a court of law. So there's no reason for police officers to be on the streets acting as the judge, the jury and the executioner for civilians. That's just my stance on it. Am I against police? No, I am against police brutality, and there is a big difference. Social injustice and police brutality, these are not new issues, people. This has been going on for generations. The black community have has experienced these issues for generations. And the only difference now is everything has the ability to be recorded. So we have smartphones that allow us to record these things in real time. Uh, So now we are having proof of these events, the same events that our grandparents experienced. And even some of us even heard about from them telling us stories Now, you would think with the element of being able to record these events in real time, it would eliminate the issue of injustice. But that has been the contrary because with many cases, even when video evidence has been presented, it still goes, it still gets prolonged and justice sometimes is not served x sometimes most of the times is not served and so that leaves a lot of people hurt and frustrated they feel inadequate so with the black community expressing these feelings basically saying stop killing us we still have people out there that are saying well but hold on one second (laughs) wait not yet there's still this Now, there are many many names on a long list that will give you black lives that were taken by the hands of either police officers and brutality or white people in general and did not receive justice but most importantly right before George Floyd we had Ahmaud Aubrey who while running in his neighborhood, jogging, exercising—which a lot of, of Americans participate in—was uh, killed by two white men. So, to turn around and then experience such a death like George Floyd's, I believe, sent shock waves. Um, not only through the Black community, but just through the nation overall. And then in the same weekend, almost with the same swiftness, Breonna Taylor's life was taken as she slept in her bed by officers that had a no-knock, warrant, looking for someone who did not live in that residence and on top of that had already been in police custody. People are hurt. People are outraged. This is a complete lack of unity. It's a complete lack of justice. It's a complete lack of regard for human life, all because of the color of someone's skin. I feel the need to point out Black Lives Matter because it gets a lot of black backlash, not only from uh, white people, but also black people. And they failed to realize that the Black Lives Matter movement itself, a movement, not only just the organization, but the movement itself originate in the African-American community to campaign against violence. Uh, and against racial uh, systematic racism against black people or towards black people. That's literally the definition of the, of the movement. Google it. It will pull that exact definition up. It's not meant to say that black lives matter more than white lives or Asian lives or Mexican lives. And, To further piggyback off of that, those who counteract Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter, you're completely missing the point. And I want you to sit down and I want you to really listen. Because Black Lives Matter is not saying that all lives don't matter. It's not negating anyone else's lives. It's saying that up until this point, black lives have been less than nowhere in American history has uh, a black person's life been held to the same standard as someone who is white. And that's what we are saying for 400 plus years. We have been the lower of the totem pole. We have been the second class citizens. And that's not saying that other people of color have not But within the black community, they started Black Lives Matter to bring awareness to that. That is, there's no other way to actually formulate that or put that because that's simply what it is. And to add Black Lives Matter, the um, organization, the uh, marches and fundraisers, they have also gone to fight for other causes. Not just Black Lives. After getting started, they have partnered with um, other protest demonstrations to tackle on other issues as well. And something that I noticed a lot of people are starting to do is they're looking to their white uh, neighbors and their white co workers and their right, white friends, and those that they associate themselves on social media with, whether it be in Facebook groups or so on and so forth, they're starting to, hey, you need to take accountability for this. It's no longer admissible for them to just stand by and be basically enablers to the problem. If you don't agree with this and you see someone, whether it be your family member or a friend of yours who is also white and they say along the lines of something being racist, then that is your opportunity to also check them and say, hey, you know, that's not right because how else are we going to correct behavior if we're just allowing it to go on anyway? that's not gonna correct anything. That's not gonna reverse anything and it's not gonna solve anything. It's not gonna challenge anybody to actually think from a different perspective because you're not giving them a different perspective to to think from. Currently, as I'm recording, we are currently a week and two days post the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, and it has really been an emotional roller coaster. I can say for the first uh, two to three days, things were extremely wild. Um, people were rioting and looting, towns were on fire, and it really was things of um great proportion like it was something that I would envision out of the out of the movie um as time went on uh people kind of came down off of the raw emotion and uh some forms of the extreme violence that was present in the first two to three days um, had dissipated um. But also to add on there as well, a lot of controversy has came from the uh, subject of these protesters rioting and or looting stores. Uh, Of course, some people are like, they understand people are upset they're frustrated and infuriated they're hurt and so they're acting off of their emotions and a lot of times uh violence is one of the many things that people play off of and a lot of things that people backlashed about was well violence doesn't solve anything and you know violence doesn't bring solutions We have five federal holidays that actually argue the contrary of that. Not condoning violence in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying that I understand why people have resorted to violence. No one's asking for you to agree with the violence, but they're simply asking for you to understand why it's happening in the first place. And I think that's really not that much that anyone can be asked of. I'm not asking you to agree with it. I'm not asking you to change your stance and come fight with me technically. What I'm saying is for you to hear me out. Because that's all everyone really wants is to be heard. What is rather disgusting is people are more infuriated with the rioting and the looting the death of George Floyd himself and to not necessarily my shock or surprise but even some of those people who are upset more about the rioting and the looting they happen to be black or African American I say both because I know some people don't like to be called African American some people don't like to be called black I digress from that however you can't be upset about the consequence of an, of an event and not be upset about the, event, the original event itself. Don't be upset that Target, which is a billion-dollar company, store got looted and burned down, which they can rebuild, but George Floyd's, you can't bring him back. You cannot bring back a human life. So to see value more in a store and products that can be replaced and not the human life, that's, that's also part of, part of the problem. Now, I myself, I was not swayed or bothered by the rioting or the looting Because, again, I understood why people were doing so. And I felt that, you know, through all these years, we have been trying to do the peaceful, turn the other cheek route. And it has gotten us nowhere. Colin Kaepernick has still not been signed to a NFL team, all because he took a knee in a a peaceful protest against police brutality. And because a lot of white folks did not like that, he no longer has a job in in an NFL. But what's crazy, that has not stopped him from speaking out. He still speaks out against police brutality and injustice and still donates to the cause. He has not stopped. So that is such a um, noble... Uh, thing to witness that he basically lost what a lot of people first of all that's their dream because if you don't know the percentile of athletes actually making it to the NFL is extremely low so to have actually made it into the NFL and then he sacrificed all that because of this cause and a lot of people are they're looking past that because all they see is oh he disrespects the flag or he disrespects veterans and you again you missed the entire point of all that so I want you to rewind go back and watch it again and I want you to listen this time Then you have certain people like NFL quarterback Drew Drew Brees for the New Orleans Saints that have openly publicly stated that they will not support anyone who kneels during the national anthem. Now, of course, again, kneeling during that national anthem has been a uh, sign of peaceful protesting um, or... Uh, um, black people putting their fists in the air during the anthem has been a sign of protesting as well. Um, His reasons for not supporting was that he's had family members who have fought in wars, uh, most specifically World War II. He thought of his family members there and um, so on and so forth. And my thing with that is Him and others like him are completely missing the reason why they're kneeling. One, in the first place. Two, they never bring up other solutions that they feel is appropriate ways of protesting. So you don't like when someone kneels during the anthem, not disrupting, destroying, or damaging anything or anyone around them. But you don't. You also don't like when they riot and loot and burn things down because of injustice. Need I add that um, Minnesota? Um, this is, I believe, its second high-profile case where a cop has killed a um, person, African American or Black person. Uh, Solely because of social discrimination and injustice. Um, You guys maybe remember uh, Philando Castile, who was shot during a traffic stop. He was reaching into his wallet to get his identification that the officer told him to get. The aftermaths were shot on Facebook Live by his girlfriend. And then we have George Floyd several years later. So people are high in emotions. So, of course, rioting um, is somewhat inevitable, especially considering the circumstances that we're still technically in the midst of a pandemic. Only certain parts of the U.S. have started to open back up uh, publicly, but everyone still... quote unquote, practicing social distancing um, in more areas than others because of recent protests, which by the way, has reached now all 50 states. And I think that's something that we really need to look at as um, kind of like a small win. Now now we have all 50 states doing something. Now we have all 50 states reacting and, and reaching out. So I feel like, personally, just sitting back and thinking about that, I feel like the possibility for change is in the distant future. Um, I, I will be honest, sometimes that particular thought is not always easy to hold on to, especially when you spend a lot of your time Um, on social media, which brings me, of course, to my next point. I need, I need my people, my people take breaks from social media. You're intaking all that stuff, all the stuff around the world, all the negative. You're seeing people's comments. You're finding out friends that you thought were cool or actually download, um, download racists and everything is coming at you at once and you're overwhelmed, I strongly suggest taking a break because I, myself, I had to step back um, for some time and just kind of recollect myself because my mind was just going so fast and it was hard for me to catch up with all of my thoughts. And I contribute that to definitely the heavy intake of social media content that we have been in um, taking for the past week and some change. Um, so, this is your reminder step back, step back away from social media just for a little bit to give your mental a break. You need to do that for yourself. Sacrifice um, a day or so to where you limit your social media um, interaction um, either completely. Or just buy a smidge. That way you can give yourself um, some time to re- reboot. Because you're going to need it. <laughs> it's... it's um, Loads of stuff are happening. There's different news outlets. You're seeing protests from... Stretch from the East Coast to the West Coast. You probably have friends that have been pepper sprayed. Or shot with rubber bullets. Or detained. And so on and so forth. Um... So definitely um, take this time to step up your self-care regimen if you haven't done so already. I highly recommend that. Um, A final point that I do want to address is for those of us who are parents, I know that this can be um, possibly difficult for you I myself I'm not a parent so I'll go ahead and put that on record now because a lot of people will oh well are you even a parent do you even have kids no I don't I ain't got no kids (laughs) okay but I don't have to have kids to understand kind of like a parenting moment because as African Americans, we have to have hard talks with our children from very, very early ages. Um, and, I mean, if you don't believe that, watch the video of uh, Philando Castile's girlfriend and his daughter after the incident. Where they're in the back of the patrol car and listen to his daughter. Listen to the little girl. It'll absolutely break your your heart just hearing her and the words that she speaks, and for her to be so young so do I feel like that maybe this is too much for kids yes it is but this is also the world that we live in because you have you know kids going to school and they're experiencing racism and discrimination either from teachers Um, other classmates who've learned it from maybe their parents and so on and so forth. So make this a teachable moment for your kids, especially if you're a non-person of color and you want to make big impacts, big changes. This can, it can start with the next generation, you know, sit them down. And again, I understand, you know, They're too young for this. I don't want to expose them to this and so on and so forth. I'd rather expose them to something in a controlled environment where I can, I can say, Hey, you know, let's look at the correct information. Let's look at the right information. And I know for a fact, and I'm confident that I'm teaching them something useful versus them going out and experiencing it into the world. And They're getting trash from other people who aren't who aren't educated or are ignorant to a certain topic, but they think they know this is for you to be able to control the narrative instead of the media controlling it for you. Okay. Sit down, have this talk with your kids. Let them know that there are some people out there who don't like other people solely because of their skin color and nothing else. And let them know that that is not okay. That is not right. We as the human race owe that especially to the next generation. And the final takeaway that I would like for you to walk away with after um, sitting down and involving yourself in this discussion with me is that this can't solely be for the moment. This you this has to be a committed fight. Um, we can't do this just for photo ops to post on Instagram or. To be a part of forum discussions on Facebook or to follow up on what's trending um, on Twitter, on Twitter, you um, have to be able to educate yourself and finally put in the work because it's gonna be it's gonna be some work, and it's not gonna be something that's gonna be fixed overnight. Of course, but if we're all in it, I'm more than confident we can definitely get this done. And in final closing, I did want to share with you guys um, just the impact that a week has had. If you are feeling defeated or thinking that what you're doing is not making um, change or it's not causing a rift, you don't see the ripples uh, in the water, there's, there's things that are happening. The Minneapolis uh, public schools have terminated their contracts with the police department, for one, and then as well as the state itself of Minnesota has filed civil rights charges against the Minneapolis police department. So, if you like, again, if you're feeling like you know hopeless, just defeated, like, am I doing am I doing this, and is it really making a difference? Small notions like this are really what's granted. Um, also, at first, in the beginning. In regards to the police officers officers responsible for um, George Floyd's death and that were on the scene at the time of the incident, initially only one officer had been arrested. Now um, there are reports circulating that it seems that all four officers are um, facing charges. The uh, first officer initially was only facing third degree murder charges and now they have upped it to second degree murder charges um which personally i feel like fits way better um than third but um i'm no legal professional so that is that on that conversation i do thank you guys so much for joining me uh, in this discussion. If you have any comments about this episode, any inputs, please feel free to go to our Instagram page. Um, it's a work in progress 20. That's a work in progress 20. Um, if you have any uh, topics, suggestions that you would like to drop off anything that you would like to see discussed in future episodes feel free to uh hit our inbox just drop those right in the dms and like always i hope you guys enjoyed you have a one you had a wonderful time i know i did let's keep working towards progress bye